Hey everybody, welcome to episode 38 of the podcast that goes Nick. I'm your host, Jason. Always gets his man venable. Alright, well you know what they say about um, the best laid plans of mice and wolverines. So Cameron and I are all set to uh, record uh, a flashback for Wolverine Year 4. And uh, Cameron's lovely wife was expecting. Uh, we scheduled to record a week before the due date. But, as some of you may know or may have experienced, Babies are often on their own timetable, and it turns out that uh, little baby Sinclair decided to come on exactly the day that we were set to record. <laughs> we thought we had enough time, but alas, we did not. Anyway, first things first, I want to give out a super hearty congratulations to Cameron on the birth of his uh, third child. I don't know if he wants me to say the name for everybody or not, so I want to say... Congratulations to Cameron for baby Sinclair. I'm super excited. I got to go to the hospital and meet him. He's super cute. His babies sometimes are. Sometimes they're weird looking. But this one's pretty cute. So, anyway, all that said, obviously a brand new baby kind of throws some scheduling up in the air. So I'm not exactly sure how all of this will uh, play out schedule-wise. But for this episode, I'm just going to do a short uh, look, instead of trying to tackle all of year four by myself, I'm just going to look at uh, X-Men 109, which uh, introduces Weapon Alpha, his first appearance, and it's pretty Wolverine-centric, and um, we will play the rest of year four and beyond by ear, just kind of depending on, you know, baby stuff. <laughs> So anyway, without further ado, here we go. Okay, so the issue I'm going to look at for tonight's episode, oh, it's tonight for me, maybe when you're listening, it'll be morning or lunchtime. (laughs) Anyway, the issue we're going to look at this episode is X-Men 109. Now, just a little editor's note, uh, this is part of Wolverine Year 4. Now, the actual first issue of that would technically be issue 108, so if you're looking for that, if you missed the last flashback episode where we did Sabretooth's first appearance, we tucked it into that episode. And of course, our logic for that can be found in the content of that episode, so I won't rehash all that. But um, if you haven't listened to the last flashback episode yet, uh, focusing on Sabretooth's first appearance, I would definitely uh, go listen to it, just in general, but for sure if you want to get uh, X-Men 108. So, anyway, issue 109, Home Are the Heroes, is written by Chris Claremont, penciled by John Byrne, Eat by Terry Austin, letters by Joe Rosen, colors by, well, of course, I'm looking at the classics, so I think it was recolored by Petrus Gotiz. So, This cover is pretty sweet, I think. It has Weapon Alpha on the front, and he's giving Wolverine an uppercut in a a little pond, and he's, (laughs) without even looking, zapping Colossus behind him, and he says, You can't stop me, X-Men! Weapon Alpha always gets his man! And then wanted Wolverine dead or alive. It's a really nice cover by Dave Cockrum. It's really sweet. Nice action. One of his, one of his more favored covers of mine. I like it quite a bit. So, 
and it introduces us right off the bat to Weapon Alpha. So, a little uh, quick summary. Of course, remember when last we left the X-Men, they had just saved the world on their first uh, Shi'ar space adventure. They had saved the world from Emperor Dekin and the Macron Crystal. And so, starting this issue, the X-Men come home. We get a flashback to the end of the Shi'ar story. We find out that Alandra is the Empress, but because she was also a traitor, the Shi'ar Empire needs time to sort that out. So, in the meantime, she's going to come back to Earth with Professor X and hang out until, I guess, they've decided she's ready to be Empress. Jean has to have a talk with her parents about her powers. Cyclops pouts. The rest of the X-Men go on a picnic. Wolverine tags along to go hunting. Weapon Alpha shows up and attacks Wolverine to bring him home back to Canada. And we get a really good fight between the two of them. Eventually, all the X-Men join in and they go to town on Weapon Alpha. And he escapes. That's pretty much it. Alright, because it's just me and just one issue. Spend a little more time in it than we might usually do in the flashback episodes. So this first page, we have uh, the X-Men coming home. (laughs) It's funny, because Wolverine's running in, and he's ripping off his shirt, and he says he can't wait to get out of this alien's costume. Of course, referring to the costume he had that he stole from Fang in outer space, which is pretty funny, because apparently this is after Jean Grey's party that they're coming home. (laughs) Because he wore that thing to Jean Grey's party in Iron Fist number 15. But now he can't wait to get it off. So, you know, whatever. Banshee kisses Moira McTaggart. And she says, Mmm. <laughs> Which is, you know. So Storm apparently can talk to plants. A power we get for her. Then we get some fanboy service. As again, Storm strips off all her clothes and takes a shower. And of course, her long white hair conveniently... Very Austin Powers covers up her uh, naughty bits. Uh, Jean is super stylish with her hair. And the flashback by Byrne is pretty cool. The art, of course, I'm still really enjoying uh, John Byrne coming onto the book. The Shi'ar dude looks pretty sweet in the flashback. Byrne really, really draws that well. It looks kind of like the, uh, the Guardian of the Crystal from issue 108 as far as his facial features and his his hair, but it looks pretty sweet. Uh, we get a thing where Corsair tells Gene not to tell Scott that he's his dad, and Storm overhears, and Gene tells Storm, we cannot tell him. And she says, won't he be mad when he finds out? And she's like, I have to risk it. I have to keep my word. So as Gene tells her parents, uh, he, she walks them outside the mansion to give them uh, basically an explanation of her powers it's really funny because while she's explaining her powers, she, like, shows them. <laughs> Instead of just talking about it. So you see her, like, talking, and Scott's looking out the window, and you can't tell what they're saying. But all of a sudden, she bursts into the phoenix, and she's floating, and her hands are in the air. And it's kind of a funny panel. Uh, we have a thing where Nightcrawler uh, is calling up Amanda to go out on a date. He's super excited. Colossus is trying to write a letter, and Nightcrawler invites him to go on a double date to go see Star Wars. But Colossus passes. He's going to go on a picnic with the rest of the X-Men. We get another awesome panel of Nightcrawler teleporting in Shadow. I love his face in Shadow. It's always really cool. 
And John Byrne does it really well, just like Cochran did. Very nice. And so Nightcrawler tries to comfort Scott, or at least to reach out to him. So I really enjoyed that. Kind of definitely a uh, characteristic of Nightcrawler that, that makes him very endearing as a character. is wanting to make everybody feel at home and feel like they have, you know, just to be a good friend to everybody. You get to see that. It's really cool. First time we see John Byrne draw Wolverine in his cost, his actual costume. Looks really cool. Like it a lot. Then there is this weird thing where he's holding his cow and it's fully shaped like a helmet. <laughs> kind of funny. Of course, later we'll know that the cow just kind of folds back and it's soft and not really, doesn't really maintain its shape. And it doesn't completely detach from his costume in the future. But in this, this panel, he's holding it like, you know, when you see a guy holding a football helmet kind of on his waist. That's what Wolverine's doing here. But then he puts his cowl on, and just art looks really good. Uh, John Byrne drawn Wolverine looks pretty amazing. We get a thing where uh, Wolverine says he wants to tag along on the picnic to go hunting. And Storm's like, you would take the life of innocent animals? Not for survival, but just for sport? <laughs> Wolverine says, even if I would, Braun, what flaming business is it of yours? I said hunting, honey bunch. I said nothing about killing. It takes no skill to kill. What takes skill is sneaking up close enough to a skittish doe to touch her. And Storm says, Wolverine, I'm sorry. I misjudge you. Wolverine snaps back. I can care less, Roro. You've all been misjudging me since the day I joined this turkey outfit. (laughs) So we get some more Wolverine bad attitude, right? Actually like this, because, you know, the X-Men do underestimate him, and that's you know, nowadays, Wolverine has been around so long and been such a main character. He's kind of one of the main dudes, but I like that. Because you can't stay this, the way you start off. And back in these early days, he was underestimated because of his size. You know, people didn't think too much of him just by appearance. So he kind of plays that underdog with a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, he couldn't stay there forever. And I'm glad he didn't. But it's really cool to... Uh, Look back and see that in these old stories. Uh, so then we see you and get an interlude, and we see what looks like Imperial uh, troopers, or the, no, the Imperial workers from the Death Star, the guys at the controls. But they have a nice maple leaf on their helmet. We have a guy in the shadow, and they're uh, tracking Weapon X. So we definitely can get some more Star Wars influence. And then, I gotta say, the introduction of Weapon Alpha is pretty sweet. The only thing he comes bursting out of the ground, so I'm not sure <laughs> if he was underground, but he, uh, Wolverine's tracking a deer, and the deer gets spooked, and Wolverine's like, I, am I losing my edge? Normally, I, I can sneak right up and just touch him. Why is this one so skittish? But it turns out he's not the one that scared the deer, but Weapon Alpha, who comes up and he's glowing. And he says, recognize me, Weapon X? James McDonald Hudson, at your service. Although these days, I'm better known as Weapon Alpha. And he knocks Wolverine over. And he kind of explains what he's doing. Tells Wolverine his vacation is over. Control doesn't know what you've been doing in the States, and they don't really care. They just want you back, and I've been sent to get you. So Weapon Alpha has been come to collect uh, Wolverine for control. Which, that's a uh, Get Smart thing, right? Pretty sure. Is it the agency in Get Smart called Control? 
I think that's right. Anyway, so Wolverine, of course, says, Do tell. I resign, Jimmy boy. You were there when I sliced Chasen's tie. I'm a free agent, and I like it. No way am I going back for you or anyone. I guess that's kind of a retcon. I don't I don't think James is um, in those panels. But, you know, he, he could have been just outside the door or in the corner of the room. Anyway, Wolverine said he's not going back. Weapon Alpha says, You always were a pain in the butt, and Feisty is your namesake. It's time you learned some manners, hip squeak. <laughs> we get our first snicked of the issue as Wolverine pops his claws and goes after Weapon Alpha. But his claws can't cut through the suit. Uh, he has a force field contained in the suit. And uh, that's this fight, by the way, that we're about to get into, really, really awesomely drawn. So Wolverine and Weapon Alpha fight kind of goes back and forth. We switch over to uh, the other X-Men on their picnic. Uh, Banshee and Mo- Moira are playing in the pond. Storm and Colossus are flirting with each other. And then all of a sudden, Wolverine comes flying in to the midst of him, and he looks like he's kind of knocked out. And Weapon Alpha shows up, and uh, Colossus says, Whoa, hold on there. And Weapon Alpha's like, Your funeral. And then Colossus armors up, and I gotta say, I really like John Byrne's visual interpretation of Colossus using his powers. Looks really cool. So Colossus armors up and punches Weapon Alpha across the clearing. Knocks him into a tree, knocks the tree over. Weapon Alpha picks up the tree truck. He's going to take out the X-Men. But Storm strikes him with lightning. Wolverine's like, no, Hudson is mine. Then we find out that uh, part of this suit also has a mean zap, (laughs) as Weapon Alpha says. And he zaps Colossus, but it ricochets off of him. Hits Moira. Banshee dives into the pond after her and pulls her out and he's mad as hell. And this panel of John Byrne showing Banshee mad looks awesome. And he flies out Weapon Alpha who ducks out just in time. And uh, he tries, he flies off in the air and Banshee and Storm both fly after him. And he pop and disappears. And then basically Wolverine says, good work guys, that ain't gonna be the end of it. They ask who he was. Who was that masked man? <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, Wolverine says, Once upon a time, we were buddies, almost brothers. I'm real sorry, folks, but today's fracas was just the beginning. From here on in, things are going to get worse. And that's the end of that story. So, um, thought that was really cool. Um, it was nice to see kind of the payoff. From giant size, you'll remember that um, the commanding officer at the the Canadian base promised that they uh, wouldn't let Wolverine go easily. That's when Wolverine cut his tie and, and said he was free to do what he wanted and left with Professor X. So it's cool to, uh, you know, a couple years later see the payoff that, that Canada is indeed going to try to get Wolverine back. So that part is really cool. Uh, this issue had a lot going on in featured a lot of characters but I felt like it definitely kind of focused on Wolverine so maybe kind of the uh the first X-Men issue to really have a really sharp focus on Wolverine's backstory so I thought that was cool so as far as Weapon Alpha and his first appearance what do I think of his character well he's kind of 
the jury's kind of out. He has potential. I mean, he's a guy in his, with a really cool suit. That's kind of all we know about him. Uh, we know that he and Wolverine have a shared history. They used to work together apparently pretty closely. We don't really get much more insight into him than that at this point in time. So I gotta say he has the potential to be really cool. I do think <laughs> it's kind of funny that this is who they send after Wolverine. Because, you know, even in in Giant Size and even in, in his first appearance in Incredible Hulk, we get kind of this, um, you get the feeling that, that the Canadian government put a lot of time and money into shaping Wolverine into what he is. And of course, we'll find out in the future they do a lot more than that. But you know, at the very least, when Wolverine walks out, they're out a lot of money. I mean, kind of, <laughs> you kind of get the feeling that this James guy, if, if he weren't with Wolverine, he was probably a pretty good soldier, but you get the feeling he's just a normal guy in an electric suit. <laughs> You're kind of like, all right, well, Wolverine left... Uh, we spent all this money on Weapon X. Uh, let's do Weapon Alpha. Uh, what's left in the budget? Nothing. All right, do we have any more mutants? No. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. What do we have in the in the R and D department? An electric suit, eh? Okay, I guess that'll work. Uh. Hudson, try on this electric suit. <laughs> And of course, I mean, it's a pretty cool suit. He can fly, and he can have a force field. He's stronger, and he can zap things. And it's really, if you think about it, yeah, I'm making fun of it, but it's really pretty cool that they're able to do all that in a pretty lightweight suit. I mean, this isn't like Iron Man's armor, and of course, which eventually gets weaker over the years. But I mean, it's not bulky. It doesn't look like it's real heavy. I mean... Weapon Alpha moves, he moves pretty quick and can still fight pretty agilely. Is that, is that the adverb of agile? I'm not sure. Anyway, and, you know, his design is pretty cool. He's got the red and white, kind of the weird, like, Canadian leaf cutout on his suit. And we get the, uh, the John Byrne stripe thing. Where, like, one of his, we get the leg down his stripe, which obviously... In the future, Rob Liefeld will borrow very heavily from. That, you know, John Byrne's design, like just this design in general, is something that looks like Liefeld would draw a lot of inspiration from. And I don't, I mean, that's a compliment. I don't mean that in a bad way. But yeah, overall, this is really cool. I look forward to uh, how much trouble there will be whenever we get around to uh, Weapon Alpha coming back to finish what he started. You know, he kind of runs off to lick his wounds, not expecting the X-Men. And then kind of, uh, they kind of hand him his butt a little bit. But, you know, he'll go back and regroup, maybe do some more training, and I'm sure he will be back soon to try to get uh, Weapon X. So I, and I like the continuation of the Weapon theme in the Canadian government. You know, you had Weapon X. Now you have Weapon Alpha. That's pretty cool. Be cool to see uh, what might be Weapon Omega or Weapon Zeta, you know, or whatever. So, anyway, yeah, I'm definitely going to give X-Men 109 three out of three claws. So, uh, let's wrap up.
Okay, so that's going to do it for this flashback episode. Short and sweet. It's a really cool issue, I think. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode as I'm flying solo. Not quite as much fun as when Cameron's here, but, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. So I'm not sure what will be next. It's going to be playing a lot by ear. But, of course, until then, you can uh, leave an iTunes review. You can... Go to the webpage and get show notes. That's uh, snickcast.podbean.com. You should like us on Facebook. Uh, you can search for the podcast that goes snicked. Or the URL is facebook.com slash snickedpodcast fan page. You can email any questions or comments. Snickcast at yahoo.com. Now, I know we have uh, some Canadian listeners. Uh, I'd like to hear what? People think about Weapon Alpha from our neighbors to the north. Is it a... I mean, you kind of... You know, it's weird because he's kind of... But not really. (laughs) Akin to Captain America for Canada. I think someone actually calls him Major Major Maple Leaf. Yeah, Banshee, when he got mad with his angry face, calls him Major Maple Leaf. Now, if I remember right... He's saying that sarcastically, I think, trying to make fun of him. I think that's actually another character as well in the future. Anyway, I just, I'd just i like to hear what um, Canadians think of uh, kind of their second Marvel superhero from Canada. I guess maybe I'm wrong about that. I know Wolverine's the first, so unless there's been somebody else in an Avengers comic or something like that, then Weapon Alpha is the second. So I would love to hear what uh what y'all think about that. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up and uh, we'll just, whatever comes next, comes next. We'll play that by ear and see where it goes. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. <laughs>